Hello, love. Welcome to Floating on a Cloud podcast. It is that feeling you get when you are connected to your divine guidance. Sarah Sparks interviews guests to share their story of how listening to their divine guidance positively changed their life for good. The intention of this conversation is to make listening to your divine guidance an everyday occurrence. Hello, I'm so super excited to have this conversation with Miss Heather. And Heather, how do you say your last name? Nardi. Nardi. Okay, I thought that that's how, but then I'm like, eh, I suck at saying names. So I usually like chop them all up. So today we're going to be talking to Heather Nardi, empath mama. Like I just was like, I literally want to be like empath mama. But like, when I like saw it on your website, um, Heather is an author and speaker certified, certified in holistic uh, certified as a holistic life coach. She draws from her extensive education as a coach and spiritual practitioner to create uh, specialized tools and programs for empaths and highly sensitive mamas. And I have to say, until I had a client that referred to herself as um, it's HSP, highly sensitive person. Right. Um, I had no idea what she was talking about. Like, and then she's like, well, Sarah, more than likely you are as well. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so I'm learning. Um, and Heather is the founder of Empath Mama, a community that provides loving guidance and support for mamas who are sensitive souls. Uh, she is a mama of two humans, a 20-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son, and one non-human, <laughs> is it a dog, cat, a dog. Like, <laughs> and married to Mario for 20 years. Yay. You're with the same man for 20 years now. Nowadays, I feel like I'm 83, but um, that's like 20 years. Woo, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, so you got married in 2001. Yeah. Is that what thousand? Yeah, thousand actually, because it'll oh, be because you, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's fun. Then I mean, you got to have a wild and crazy party for your twentieth anniversary. <laughs> actually, it wasn't too wild and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just kidding because of COVID and stuff. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All actually, right. People at our yeah. You would you say hi? I said we actually had people at our event and could you know, hug and touch them. So, oh, well, that's awesome. Um, all right. So as I was stalking your website and trying to get a feel for you, because I don't, I don't know you because like we connected through spiritual communities network, right? Yes. All right. And, um, so when I was looking at your website, I was like, she must have had some sort of intuitive hit or nudge or divine guidance download or whatever you're going to call it from moving from stay at home mama to now, like I'm using my voice. I got something to say. So tell me all about it. I want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we know each other through Fem City. So the name, right. Yes. yes. So the name came from Violet who, yes, is the founder of Fem City. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, I was doing a coaching session with her and I was like, because I had been coaching people individually. Um, and I'm like, I'm more of a community person. Like I am, I like individual, but I like being in a space of community. And she's, 
talking to me and she's like, you're like an empath mama. And I'm like, oh, let's use that. Like, <laughs> so that's how the name came to be. And that was about a year and a half ago. And it felt so in alignment. Like I finally, I've tried different names, different things. And I finally felt so in alignment and it was just felt so true to me of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, it did come about, I was a stay-at-home mom that worked part-time just because I needed to get out of the home. <laughs> so um, when my daughter, who's 20, was around two, I started to, you know, do some part-time work. But um, really why I started to do my own business, which started probably seven years ago, I was doing coaching more, the holistic life coaching. But why I got to that point and then brought me to Impact Mama was inspiration from my daughter. So when she was eight years old, she was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder. And she was always one of those kids that was very anxious. And her behavior started to show as more aggression and school avoidance. And so we didn't know what to do as a family. So we brought her in, she got diagnosed. And I'll keep the story short, but from eight to 14, she was in the mental health system. diagnose many things. I know that I'm like interrupting, but I just have to say, did it, did it have anything like, was it not actually anxiety? Could she like feel and touch or it's like, yeah. Okay. Which I like totally didn't complete my thought. So people are going to be listening. Like y'all are going to be listening and being like, yeah. (laughs) And I just got the chills on that. So, um, eight to 14 in the system, ADHD, um, (sighs) oppositional defiant disorder, um, depression when she became 12 and then suicidal ideation. And we had to put her in a facility for about six months for her safety and for our family's safety. And then when she came home from that, well, when she was there for six months away, I finally focused in on me because I was so into what I needed to do for her. Mm-hmm. So I started to learn more about who I was yes. and I was starting like, I'm looking for a Kleenex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm feeling all the feels. Keep on talking. I have all the feels. I always say that. Um, So I was working on me. I have a son too, who he was very young at the time. So trying to protect him from some of the stuff he was seeing. Um, But I was working on me and I started to, you know, study self-love and I was in all these programs and things started to unfold for, for me. And I was kind of discovering who I was. And I knew I was sensitive, but I didn't know what that really meant. And Mm -hmm. so when she came home, I think she felt a shift in me. I had, you know, like a higher vibration. I say I moved myself into a higher space of love for myself. So when she came home, I think she could feel that that shift too. Um, And at the time I was in another women's networking group, not Femme City. And a, a woman came to the meeting and she was a medium. And so I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And I had never seen one before, a person like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, I, I want to go talk to her. I was at the point where we didn't know what to do with our child. <laughs> I would have done anything because I was seeing her struggle so much. So we went to see this, this medium. So I had that nudge and this person was at my meeting I was leading for some reason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she happened to be there and it was for me, I'm sure. 
I got this. I'm getting the chills. Too. I did too. I got all the goods. I'm like, I just shed my legs. Well, who cares about that? No. <laughs> so when we're talking about divine guidance, I believe that that, that was divine guidance for, for sure. me. And then I didn't question that. I just went and brought my daughter to see this woman. And during our session, um, she had uh, Archangel Michael come forward and say, this child should not be on medication that she is very gifted and that she um, is a bright light and all these amazing things that I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. But what I did take away from that was she should not be on medication. And my daughter had been requesting to get off because it was numbing her. Um, So we did that safely with the help of a doctor Mm -hmm. and she's been off since the age of 14. Now she's 20, almost 21, um, living a completely different life very, she still has some issues with anxiety and depression at times, but we, we now understand her to be an empath. So somebody that can really feel the energy of others. So as a young eight-year-old in a classroom, I believe that's where her anxiety was coming from. It was hell. Right. <laughs> and not and, knowing how to express that. Yeah. She couldn't express it. She had stomach aches, headaches. These are usually symptoms of children trying to tell you that they can feel that. Yeah. That energy because they can't use the words to tell you what that, that feeling is, but they know you'll understand that like an illness or sickness. So I got tears because all of my childhood, I had a stomach ache. I mean, for as long as I can remember, um, like debilitating, like it would, like I would eat anything um, and I realized it was around certain people. Um, and I didn't realize that until I was 28 or 29 and I had not been around certain people for a while. And then I got around them and I started feeling horrible, like not being able to eat, having to lay down all the things. And, um, and, and then every time a message would come through, I didn't know it at the time I was just starting to wake up at like 28, 29. So like it was around all that age time frame, and I would get messages and I would get this sharp pain, like right up through my belly, like basically like the, the third chakra area. And I, um, as soon as I would deliver the message, the pain would, would go away. Since then I've asked spirit to give me the messages in other ways. Yeah. you know, or, or, or notify me that there's a message coming through. Now I just feel, and I just, I just, it, it's completely different, but, um, and I just hear basically, but, um, yes, yes. yeah, the stomach aches have gone away. And I mean, I, so when you said it, it, it hit home. So <laughs> totally understand, right. That yeah. is, so if others are experiencing that, this is, So this is why I feel like this is my journey. Um, I feel some children are misdiagnosed because they are highly sensitive or impasse. Some are not. So I don't, I don't believe to just take your child off of medication. It is um, something you have to do safely and, you know, it's your decision, but I felt that nudge and that call and that divine guidance to do that. Um, And people sometimes are like, wow, you just did that. Like without question. And I did. And that's when we talk about divine guidance, it was just not questioning that direction, which mm-hmm. I received a message. 
I think it is also brave of you. I have been in this position. So that's why I think it's brave is when you're leading a meeting. So you have a certain persona and energy of leading. And then someone comes in and has a message for you. And as is an empath, highly sensitive, intuitive, what insert describing word here, you know, but then you have to let the ego step aside in order to receive it. And it's like this balancing act. So I think that that was super brave of you too. Okay, I have to leave the meeting, but I also need to speak with this woman because I feel like I, I need to do that. You know, like it's calling me. So I just yes. wanted to point that out. Yes. Because I work with a, um, many corporate hmm. leaders and or business owners who uh, make multi six figures, work with C suite individuals. And so, and I was. I'm married to a CIO. So it's like, who's yes. also, an, who's also an empath. So, ah. and so it's like, I can, when you are in that leadership role and you are feeling there's this pull between, do I step forward and continue being this leader? Because I know that it's going to have me be vulnerable if I truly receive what I know is in me and who I really am. And I step forward with who I really am. And can I be a leader and be who I really am? So there's this like, even if it was just a meeting, but there's that pull between. So I just thought that was brave of you to set, set that aside and then follow that, that nudge. And I think for me, and I'm not, I lead, you know, a group of women and yeah. what I found, and I had before Femme City, I led a different one for four years. And when people would come up to me and say, I love your meetings, you do an amazing job. And I think as someone who is highly sensitive or an empath, I could read the room and know what others need. So I think it's taking advantage, not taking advantage, but just owning that in you you can really see things from a different perspective or see who needs what in the room or shifting, if you can kind of shift the energy and you know work that way of your knowing. So mm-hmm. for those of the, that are executives, I think yeah. they can get to a space that way. And there's a fine line between, you have to really be conscious of doing it with the intention of love and the betterment of all, because yes. there's a fine line between manipulating the energy to, to, to make yeah. things go your way, because when you are aware that you can do these things, it's very easy to sway. And so, um, but when you come from a space of love and the intention yes. that's best for all, it's, it ends up being the best for all because that's the intention. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yes. What else? Um, what else is going to, so where did you go from there once you once your daughter and you had this uh, reawakening and how is she now? I mean, does she know she has gifts? Is she like, how does she deal with them? Or have you guys set up some sort of routine or self-care or anything like that? Yes. So she was young, like 14. And so that was, it just, that was a challenge for her to accept what that meant 
but when she was going off of her medication, what was happening was a lot of um, dark energy was coming in. Um, so she was scared. So she was hearing voices and seeing things that were dark. And more women were coming to me that were divinely guided, of course. Like I had a healer that came in and was guiding how we should help help her um, protect herself and, you know, use her voice to ask them to leave her. Um, so she ended up with some amazing tools. So her and I were learning together what this gift meant. And I don't have it to the extent she does. I mean, she could hear, she could see masses. Um, she has it differently. And now I'm wondering as she's getting older, if she's shutting it down a little bit, um, cause she doesn't want it. Mm-hmm. And she's started to have other things like panic attacks and things. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that that can happen. Like I don't know. I, it was kind of interesting and new and I was trying to understand it, but now I'm like, no, I don't really want it. I went through that. It's, yeah. But the thing is, is it doesn't go away. Yes. It's going to keep. <laughs> and it until she owns it and truly starts living it, it, it's like, I don't know how to say this because I don't want to like, because it's your daughter, you know, but from my own experience, I was, thought I was weird. I thought it was crazy. I didn't want to be the one that stood out. I didn't want to be the one who was different. Right. Um, But spirit God made me that way. I was five, nine at age 10. So like I stood out physically you know, and I thought differently and I came to parents who were 42 and 45 when they had me. And so like, I stood out in so many different ways that I had to be seen and spirit made me be that way. And I ignored my gifts. I actually tried to shut them off. Like if you can guide her (laughs) to not do that, that it was horrible and it drove me to to a suicide attempt so like like it that's because it's like your soul <laughs> and then like and, and trying to what, shut that down yeah yeah and you're I always view a view a person we're a whole being so we are mind body and soul and yes I know like most people know that I didn't realize that though like growing up around my twenties, like when I went off to college, I was very focused on my body and I had no idea about my spirituality or my soul or anything like that, or even the power of my mind. And then when I started to wake up, I was all spirit. And I was like, Oh, why do I need this body? I could be dead and still having a really great time. Like that is like, whatever. And so then I got disconnected from my body. Then um, my, and then like, I, well, at that same time, I was still like power of the mind. Yay. I was like learning all about power of thought. Then, um, my brother-in-law passed away in June and I realized that I can't do the things that I'm here to do without this body. And so I started appreciating my body. And that's when I'm like, we have to be a whole being like without our minds, we're dead without our souls. We're dead without our bodies. We're dead. Like I need to be truly alive. And that's when spirit gave me the question in December, then is like, are you done suffering? And are you dedicated to living? And so I'm like, yeah, I like that, you know? So yeah, living as a whole being. 
I like that too. So I hope that she can. Yeah. I think that she will. I feel it. And I feel it slowly too coming. Um, I think there's for her, there's trauma from the mental illness stuff that she had to experience too, that she has to deal with that we're trying to help her there. Um, so that's, so she's it. She's what I tell my husband is she's happy. And when I hear her laugh and when I see her happy, it, 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 I know she's okay because we have struggled with thoughts of suicide. So knowing that, um, and knowing she is safe is because there were times where she was really young, like maybe 12, 13, she told me she'd probably be homeless she pictured that, or she didn't think she'd be old enough. She never thought she'd graduate high school. She thought she would not survive. So when you live with that, you, you are happy for small things, right? Mm-hmm. I, I always thought, I always told I was married before. So I always told my ex-husband, um, you better learn how to do the laundry because I, I'm not going to be here. I am going to die in a car accident. So you better like learn how to, how to take care of the house. And I didn't realize, and then it was about a year or two after that, that I left and it was because my soul was dying. Wow. And so when I realized that I was like, holy shit, I need to, I need to truly live. And I have a lot of living to do. I just need to figure out how to do that. And then I got connected with the secret, <laughs> the book, the secret. And I read it and I was laying on the sofa and he was back over here. And I was like, I can create my whole life. What? Like I can live however I want to live. Screw this. (laughs) I'm out, right? Peace. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Like your story is just like making me recall. And I I didn't mean to like. Well, no, I'm sure this is helping others that can relate. So when you get, so how does it feel for you when Mm -hmm. you get nudges of of divine wisdom inner wisdom whatever how what do you refer to it as i say inner wisdom okay or said guidance i don't know i say many things but i think we all mean the same right i think it all means the same but it also helps like i say divine guidance because that's what spirit told me to call it Mm -hmm. but it also helps because other people have other words that mean the same thing so that's why i ask so you you yeah i say inner wisdom a lot yes um for me, I think I've used it and had it for so long, even as a young child, that um, that was a hard question for me to think of. But what I do know is it's light and it's, um, I can just feel it as not being like a, uh, a heavy, like I can almost feel it in my body. Like it's a light feeling and I just have this relaxed sensation. And when it's, when it's not, maybe I have this, oh, like my shoulders even go down and like, it's a heavy feeling. Mm-hmm. So I know that it, in my body, I can feel it differently. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, exactly. That's how I started. I, and that's what, it's what I teach now is if it's light, it's right. If it's wow. heavy, it's no. Oh, and I almost okay. feel my body when I was starting, if it, if it was light, the, the yes. So I started asking questions that were yes or no's and the yeses were almost pulling me forward and then the no's would almost pull me back and but I would just pay attention because I knew that it was in me I just didn't know how to express it or I didn't know that I could listen 
because I'm audio. I mean, it just, it literally is like someone is talking with me and it's like right here. And it's just yeah. like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it, it's a completely different voice than my own thoughts. And so, um, yeah, anyway, so that's how, that's how I started. So I totally get what, what you're saying about yeah. the body feels. Um, so is, so earlier you received some goosebumps as you were talking, right. what does, what does goosebumps signify to you? That is truth. Or like you're right on your, yeah. Mm -hmm. And usually um, it's a sign from, I don't know, angels or divine or whoever that you're, yes, that is the truth. Mm, I like it. What has happened if you have received information, but you don't act on it, like, what's that? What's that like? Yeah. <laughs> I, I say like this because I, I'm, I have done that. So. Yeah. And I do it around people. So, um, I see everyone as good and, you know, there's not good and bad. It's just, um, the situation or, you know, so, but when I say it, I see like light in everyone until I learn them or be around some people. And then I'm like, this is not right. So there's been situations and my healer even says that she's like, you see the light. She goes, I see the dark first, <laughs> um, which I think is an impact thing. We tend to have people gravitate towards us and want to be in our space. But what I do is I will jump into friendships, relationships with people or what has happened. I did some things with business that I'm like, oh, they're telling me what I want to hear. And that sounds amazing. And they're cool. And I want to work with them. And I don't, if I jump in and I don't think about it, I can get into trouble. So I don't listen in to my, you know, my guidance or inner mm -hmm. wisdom to see if it's a good fit or not. So I'm just jumping in because whatever they're telling me sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. um, then later on, you know, I finally see some true colors and then I get in that icky situations um, that I shouldn't have probably been in. And so that has happened. It's mainly around people that I see that. Mm -hmm. I agree with what you're sharing because I have found myself in tricky situations. I now learned to, to check in all the time. Like even if someone comes to me and wants to work with me, I'm like, spirit, am I supposed to be working with them? I mean, even though it's like, they're like, here's money. And I'm like, sure. But I'm like, mm, am I supposed to be working with them? Like, cause, it, cause if they're not a divine assignment, I know that it's going to be a heck of a ride. And so I'm like, am I supposed to be working with them? How am I supposed to be working with them? Like, what, what's going on? I just keep asking more questions, but I used to not do that. Mm -hmm. And I've also gotten myself into trouble because I see their soul. Like I feel it, I see it. And it's like, I see all the goodness and who they really are. And then they're not aligned with it. And I'm like, get there already. Like what is going on? And then I like become impatient and they're like, you just don't understand. And I'm like, no, I don't just zip it up and go to the, <laughs> we don't have to suffer all the time. Let's go, let's do this. You know, <laughs> I, I, my example would be with my husband. I would be like, why are you being a, a jackass when, when you are clearly this amazing man, like what is going on? He's like, I'm working through stuff. I was like, work through it faster. Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah. so I have gotten myself in trouble with seeing so much goodness in 
and another person. And then I, my expectations go to all of that goodness. So when you say that, I'm like, I hear you. (laughs) Yes. What happens when you do listen to your divine guidance or your inner wisdom? That is when I feel like there's that synchronicity, like the right people are coming in and I'm just in flow. Mm -hmm. Like things are just happening and it doesn't feel hard, right? It just feels right. So if you're struggling and pushing and like all those hard words, I feel like then it's just not the, because that's how I felt when I had the wrong people in my life. I'd have like stomach aches. Oh, I don't want to talk to them or, you know, and it was like, then I was no, eventually it comes to me where I'm like, okay, I'm trying to hear that this is not the right thing for me. It takes me a while. But when I am and I have the right people, it's so easy or the right things come to me or it's just beautiful and easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So often uh, we think that things have to be hard. That's one of the beliefs that, and thoughts and stories that I chat with people about is like, no, it's like, that's a thought that we're taught and listening to our inner wisdom is the most effective and efficient way to make decisions. And so no matter what decision you're making, checking in and just getting a heck yeah or a get out of the way or whatever the whatever it is is so helpful effective and efficient how so many people ask me well sarah how do you know the difference between a thought that you're thinking and a thought that you're receiving Mm -hmm. how do you tell the difference that one i have to be quiet often you have to be quiet to hear it Mm -hmm. i hear it and it's hard to explain because it's not my voice or it's just a thought or you know i hear it it's or a nudge or a word or but i what i and it's the word i just said i if i well let me fix that if i say i feel then i know it's guidance if i say i think then it's usually not. And that's for me. So if like, I'm like, oh, I think I'm going to work with Joe. Or I say, oh, I really feel called to, or I feel like it would be a good fit. Then I know it's not, it's the guidance piece. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I have to be quiet to receive. Mm -hmm. And I think so often we're not, we're rushing. And that's when I jump in. Like I got an email. Oh, they sound cool. They want to talk. I'll talk with them. Oh, they have a great program. You know, so I'm just not slowing down. Mm -hmm. People, uh, I was part of a mastermind and we got together for years and had amazing conversations. And one of the gals says, says to me towards the end of my time in that group, I want you to not be spiritual, Sarah. I just want you to show up as Sarah. And I don't want you to check in every time you go to answer something. And I I knew my time was done. And I knew my time was done with that group months before. But I have a thing about not hurting anybody. So that's a thing that I work through. (laughs) And I was like, but that's me. Like I have to check in. Like that is, that's literally how I function. <laughs> like, that's, like you're literally being like, don't be you. 
I don't want you. Like, well, then you don't want me. Then it's like when people ask me to give presentations and they want me to talk about calculating the business strategy of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I talk about how to listen to divine guidance. Then you don't want me. You want somebody else <laughs> because tuning in and getting, okay, am I to be working with this person? What am I to be sharing? It's for the benefit of all, because I come from a space of love. Do you feel the same or what, what are your thoughts on? Oh, I totally feel the same. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> what? Well, what, what I was going to just say, that's the intention. And I think that I'm in that space when you're in that space. So, or if you live in that space, I don't really have to think about being in that space <laughs> of love. Like I'm, I'm just there. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you start thinking about it, you're like, Oh, I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. Then you know, but there's times I'm not, I can feel it. Like when I start judging or something, I'm like, Oh girl, you got to come back. You're not. <laughs> You're not in your, yeah. So as an empath mama and you're supporting other mamas, how, um, are you helping them step into their, their sensitive skills, gifts? I'm not sure what word to say. <laughs> yeah, I know people say gift. And then I'm like, I don't know. I I'm trying to figure out a better term. Highly sensitive person is an actual trait that you're born with. Mm -hmm. um, which has been proven by a psychologist, Dr. Elaine Aaron. Empath can be kind of, I don't know if it's an actual trait. So I say gift because it's just easier to explain to people. <laughs> but I do, what, I, what I've been doing is kind of what I found to be helpful to me is when the mom comes to a place of acceptance and understanding of who they are, as an empath or highly sensitive person, they're better able to support their child because one of their ch children probably is as well. Mm -hmm. um, because I didn't know who I was. I was kind of pushing down my daughter and not accepting her truth. And her anxiety, part of her anxiety, I think came through as me trying to push her as to be a normal child like push her into things that she didn't want to do, but I thought that's what she should do um, or not wanting her to be like me. So when we can come to, as a mom, a place of acceptance and learn how to handle, cope with who we are, I, then we can, you know, help our child and be a, you know, a, a great example for our children. And when you are an empath mama, you are feeling everything amplified. Um, so it's supporting moms too, when they're like, I can't handle whatever they are experiencing with their child. You know, it's cause we're experiencing it all so much at a different, higher level sound, you know, when they're whining, everything's just so much more for us. So there's a lot of talk about self-care boundaries, all of that too. Um, what we're creating right now is a membership platform coming in March. So I want to have different experts coming in to share. Cause I say I'm experienced, but I'm not an expert in all areas. So supporting the mom and everything like parenting relationships, finance, but all through the lens of being an empath, you know, everything. So, um, still putting that out together, but that's it. Just supporting you through that, through everything really. Mm -hmm. I love it. I feel, I didn't 
people would always ask me, why do you do what you do? And I was always like, oh, and I even have like a sign over the toilet. Like it was like, you know, start, remember your why or something like this. And I'm like, why? I mean, I, spirit told me to be this way. I end this way until I was having a conversation with a neighbor and I'm like, I just want people to know that they're supported and that they're never alone. And I was so like adamant about it. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> I was like, if I'm really that, that passionate about it, then I'm, that's probably my why. So I love that you're supporting. That's do you, exactly right. Do you find that as people are stepping into who they are and understanding who they are, that they may feel like they've been alone for, for years or their whole life? Yeah. A lot of women, when they're coming in are like, I finally found my people or like, I have felt so alone and no one understands me, or maybe they haven't even wanted to show pieces of them who they are because they don't know how it's going to be accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, because too, there's the spiritual side. A lot of us have some kind of gift as well, besides just being not just, but besides being an empath, there's other things that come along with that. Like my daughter, you know, so there's those other gifts, right. Um, mm -hmm. or experiences. So supporting them and knowing that, and there's no judgment. I think they can be authentic to who they are. And that's what I want. Like no one should hide or, cause that's creating so much more, um, illness in your body and all those other things, because you're not like you experience, you're not being who you truly are. Mm -hmm. So that's really why, what I want, because man, when I wasn't living my authentic self, it, yeah, it's just not good for anybody. So what would be your advice or yeah, what would, what would, what would be your advice for someone who is trying to have the courage to be them? Be themselves. Yeah, that's, you know, what I did was a lot of journaling, um, journaling my thoughts out. And if you can find somebody that you trust and totally would welcome anyone in our community, but um, someone that you can trust and maybe share a little bit and see how, how it's taken, you could really surprise, be surprised by people and how they react. But the first place I really went, like I searched self-love and what did that really mean? I mean, you hear that word a lot and quite often right now, but there, it is truly so important. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're told who to be when we, when we're raised, you know, our parents are like, you're going to be, you know, you're in sports or, you know, maybe that's not what you want. So often we're created into this being and we don't know who we are. So, um, slowly kind of that is a horrible trick that life plays <laughs> because right. as a soul without the body we know who we are and then we jump into this body and then we're like i don't know who i am let's figure it out like what a horrible trick and then especially those true. who are like like reincarnated and they like are remembering this other life and then i may have just watched surviving death so i may oh, i want to like, watch this <laughs> I may have this like thoughts that I'm like, whoa, this exists, this whole other thing. I have no idea. Um, oh, I don't even know where I was going with that. But <laughs> anyways, well, <that's>, <laughs> that is so true though. You are like, I, that's what I was doing to my daughter was trying to create her who I, you know, into who I thought she should be. And that was bad because that made her even more anxious and I know. 
you know, so I, my, my oldest daughter, she's seven and I always thought that it would be cool for us to have some sort of spiritual connection. Uh And she, she does, but no, like she has more science minded. She's very prove it to me. Mm. engineer mind like the way that and my husband is that way I mean like the way that they think and put things together I mean when my husband first lined up our rug on the hardwood floors I was like I never even saw that there was line on the hardwood floor let alone like line it up in a perpendicular manner I was like whoa your mind works completely different than mine and then as I'm watching Amira problem solve I'm like wow, like, I don't think that way. And that's super cool. So for me to want her to be this spiritual woo-woo would be horrible for her because she's like, that's not how I work. That's not why I came here. And then there's Joy, who is two and a half and we're basically twinsies. And I'm like, I'm sorry, girlfriend. (laughs) I don't know what to do with this, but I feel you and she feels me and like we are super connected like I have been letting go of anger this week that was inherited and I didn't realize it then I did and so I'm like how many freaking layers are there can we just be done with this already (laughs) and so I was letting it go and then I was having like liver like funkiness well her toe, the toe that is connected to the liver Uh is like all jacked up and like it had cracked. It's all black and blue. We're like, shit, she's got COVID toe, like, and it's not, and she's looking at, and I was like, can we not, can we not be this connected? Like, that's perfectly fine. She does not have to feel this. Like it's this, this is my stuff. But then I'm like, well, shit, did I like pass it on down to her? And now she's like trying to get it out of her body, (laughs) all the things that, that is empath mamas (laughs) that is so true that's exactly because my daughter and I are so connected too yeah (laughs) like she'll be like mom you need to calm down I can feel you (laughs) I'm like okay so she can call it out now that she's old enough to be able to speak it you know and tell me um yeah and that probably helps though too because so my youngest is was my mama in a former life. And so oh. you should see her try to tell me what to do. Oh, right. uh, it, she just will, she will get the finger going and she will get the hands and she will tell me. And then her older sister was picking on her the other day and Joy just walked up to her and stood there. I mean, just like a mama. And she stood there and she looked at her and then swap like across the head. <laughs> and Amira was like, oh my God, Joy, that really hurt. And, and Joy just looked at her and was like, no. Like she oh. is not taking, <laughs> and I'm like, she's two and a half and she just scolded her. Like, oh, no. like I am the mama of this household. Don't you mess with me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, girlfriend in this lifetime, I'm the mama. So we're going to have to work on this. <laughs> yes. Very, yes. At least you have that awareness, right? Oh. <laughs> you didn't know you'd be like, what is up with this child? <laughs> oh. I know. Well, both of the girls came to me as souls before they came into their physical bodies and they named themselves and Amira stuck around for three years and that was when I was just waking up so I she came to me July August somewhere around there of 2010 and I was just on the couch searching for jobs because I had just 
quit my entire life and move down to Florida to start my new life with Craig. And I was like total crazy. And I was very much like, I have a master's. I work for government. This is who I am. I must find it. And then, <laughs> then I move and I completely just, I just became Sarah and I was trying to find myself. And so I was on the couch searching for jobs. And all of a sudden this soul comes in and she's like, Hey mama. And I'm like, why? What the heck is this? Hey, just call me Amira Naomi. I'll come whenever you and daddy are ready. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? So I didn't tell Craig. And then um, like a few months later, I was at a conference and he was at a conference, but it was two different. I flew in and I met him at his and we were sitting there by the elevators. He's like, so while you're gone, I had a dream and there's this little girl and she described her, although how, how she came to us in the dreams is not how she looks now. So we're like, did we get the wrong one? What happened? Like, <laughs> it's okay. we, we, we still love her though, but uh, she came in and she um, anyways, came into his dream and was just so full of love and was hugging him and calling him daddy. And he's like, and she's like, you can call me Amira Naomi. And so he was like, so I know you're going to think I'm crazy. Like he's at an IT conference wow. <laughs> like, and he's like, so I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but I got to talk to you about something. And I was like, oh, it's a little girl that came to you. Like, and, and I'm like, and then I described and he, he's like, oh, how do you know this? And I'm like, eh, she came to me a few months ago. He's like, you didn't tell me. And I'm like, I thought you think I'm weird. That was still when I'm like, I don't want to be weird phase. Yes. Yes. And now I'm totally weird. So, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, did your wow. children come to you beforehand or how was that? Well, Ellie and I, cause I'm writing a book and it's in there, Ellie. Um, I was trying to not get pregnant and we were not married and I got pregnant. Um, <laughs> She's like, so I'm coming through. <laughs> he was wanting to be here. <laughs> And so I say that too, like, okay, she was, came to me for a reason and she, yeah, it was, I was not really ready, but that is how it happened. And I wasn't like super young. I was 25. So, and we were talking about getting married. So it wasn't like yeah, too crazy, but, and then when we wanted a child, we struggled to have a child, a second child. So there's um, six years difference between the two. And then we had to seek out help to have him, mm -hmm. um, and then I got pregnant right away when we had um, some divine intervention, really <laughs> some other outside help with that. But then, um, yeah, so I know she was meant to come and meant to come to me. And, and part of it is funny because him and I were out somewhere and I'm like, oh, look at that cute little girl. I want a baby girl. And I'm like, oh, I put it out there, didn't I? <laughs> I didn't know that that's what I was doing. <laughs> so... I know this is recording and people are going to hear this. So I don't know if I should say this or not. Yes, I'm supposed to say this. Okay. So if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So Craig and I joke all that, like we would watch Parks and Rec and the scene that she's finding out that she has, and I can't remember she's name. It's the main character, blonde hair. Oh um, yeah. And I'm horrible at names again, Nardi. I didn't know how to say your last name. So anyway, so she is um they're getting like the sonogram or ultrasound whatever that's called and the doctor's like you're pregnant with triplets and she's like what and, he, and the doctor's like well it's kind of a going out of business sale based on your age you know? 
<laughs> and Craig and I, the first time I saw that scene, I was laughing so hard. I used to be a Parks and Rec director. And so oh. I don't ever watch Parks and Rec because I'm like, it's too, it's too real. Like I would sit through meetings over football gear. So I was like, I can't, I can't do this. And so I saw that scene and I just laugh and laugh and laugh. And then I was speaking with a spiritual friend beginning of the year. And she's like, I mean, I can only give you like two things. I mean, you're going to have a really awesome year. You're right on track. It's a power year and you're going to have twins. And Craig, it was like sitting next to me. And I'm like, um, do you know, I'm going to be 40 this year. And I'm like, uh, she's like, Oh, that doesn't matter. And I'm like, have you seen my body? Like, I was like twins? Like, are you sure about this? And I, and I turned to Craig and I was like, it's because we joked with Parks and Rec. It's because we laughed at the scene. Like, and we both were like, God, that would be horrible to have multiples. Right. I'm like, this is, this is why. This, this is why it's happening. So to be continued, we'll let you know. What's up to if it happens, it happens. And I mean, and Craig's like, if it happens, it happens. We know how it happens. Like, right. We can do something to we not make it Well, maybe not. It still happens. And that's how both girls, like, I mean, Joy literally was like, came through one month. Um, the pregnancy didn't take, um, I mean, for whatever reason. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, I still feel her hanging around. And she's like, yep, still here whenever you want. That that didn't work out. Let's try again. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. And so, so I waited until like my body was ready. And literally Craig and I had sexy time. And I was like laying there and I'm like, yep, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and he's like, how do you, I'm like, right. I know, like literally I can feel like this is happening. And she came like, like it was, it was October-ish. And then she came in, in June. So that was, that was that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so if little two little souls are, are one, why did I just say two? Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> and this yeah. is all, and this is, and this is all being recorded. So there you go. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah. And, and again, going back to listening to my own divine guidance, even stuff like that, that I'm like, how could I be ready? What's going on? Like, I have all the questions. Um, so I'm human, you know, even though I'm right. able to listen and I tune in, I'm still like, what the heck? Like, he's going to be 46. I'm 40. <laughs> like, by the time if they come, you know, I'm like, oh my God, like what the world? And, but yet I've learned that if it's supposed to be, it's going to be. And like, no matter how much, especially with the vibration that vibration I am at, mm -hmm. I think that also matters like us being able to create things and deny things. Like, it's like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like when you're at a certain vibration, I don't really even know how to explain it, but I know before when I wasn't as conscious, it would take a bit for me to manifest something. Mm -hmm. And it's literally now, like I think about it and bam, like it, it's immediate. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? Can you, do you yeah. do it? Is there like a scientific reasoning behind this that I I'm just yammering on? <laughs> well, I think it's, <clears throat> you're at a higher vibration. So your receiving is just 
it's just quicker. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, there's not, I don't know the scientific. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like talking. So awesome. Well, anything else? How, how can we connect with you? Do you want any, you want to share anything else with us? Uh, no, I mean, there could be lots to share, but that could be for another time. Awesome. Uh, so I would just say, if anyone wants to get in contact with me, we have the website empathmama.com. Everything's really that. So we have a Facebook page, Empath Mama, a community. It's Empath Mama group is the community. And there too- Is that I, on Facebook or no? That's in on Facebook. So that's okay. free. Just join in onto that space. So again, that would be Empath Mama group is what that's called. Um, and we do, I do support in there for, you know, just- to offer to the community. I'm sure like you do with your community too, Sarah. Like, um, and then coming more into March, we'll do a paid membership. So that'll be coming soon. Um, Email is hello at empathmama.com. Everything's that. I feel like- That's great. Branding, woohoo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so less is still coming, but that's really, really what I wanna do is just support you as, as a whole, as a mama that experiences life differently. Um, and, and the reason for it was the whole journey with my daughter. So mm-hmm. that's well, where we, I hope her journey keeps getting easier and better and more fulfilling. And so for you as well, and, and your son and your husband, I just yes. hope for the very best and just yeah. life is just mm, so delicious. Right. <laughs> You never know what you're going to have happen. (laughs) Yes. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us today and sharing your story. And I look forward to continue connecting with you. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you for tuning into this episode. For more information about the guest and how to listen to your divine guidance, please click on the episode description. So much love to you. See you soon. Thank you.